Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you can subscribe to my show wherever you're listening to it as a podcast, if you are listening to this episode on YouTube, please click the subscribe button. It's right on your screen. Just find it, click on it, like and share my videos on there. If you're not on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my show. I air all my podcasts. I mean, all my podcasts there as well. Um, if you want to get my podcast episodes, oh, if you can write a review, write a review. What else can you do for subscribe to my show on wherever you're listening to podcasts? Oh, if you want to be on my show, uh, you could be on my show. I always say I'm always looking for callers. I have more callers than I could fucking manage at this point. I'm wondering whether I should start airing two episodes a week or... I'm just going to start just sending episodes over to my Patreon. Then you guys, if you want to hear it, you got to listen to it there because I do put a lot of episodes there as well. But I just have so many episodes taped that I just can't keep up with setting them out. Um, but if you want to be on the show and you think you have a super interesting story, especially if you're female, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you want to join my Patreon page, please join. It's a great way. Uh, if you love my show and you want to support it with a couple bucks, it's a great way to do that. I love my patrons. Uh, I love my listeners. Uh, but uh, I've been doing my show for like six years and I never made a dime. And it's a lot of work. And so if it really helps if you can support to it. <laughs> That makes sense. Oh my God, it's so dumb. Um, but uh, there's a couple tiers there. One of the lowest one is three bucks. And that's like you get early access to my show as well as access to my Q&As where I, tell, I talk about all kinds of stuff about myself. You're not going to learn much about me on these episodes. But if you want to know more about me, go to my Patreon. Listen to all the Q&As. I've had a bunch of them so far since like maybe July. So from July till now, one a month. So there's tons of information about me there. Um, as well as you get these episodes early. You get them on Friday as opposed to Sunday night. You get them Friday at, at noon. Uh, there's also a regular tier where you get an extra episode a month as well as the, page, the Panios tier, which is 
seven bucks, you get extra panios content. You get one episode there. And then I give those guys a lot of other content too. We do stuff there. Um, and there's a $60 tier where you get to talk to me, um, but I don't air it, right? And those calls, now I made them like a therapist uh, time. They used to be 30 minutes, but I feel like I'm rushing to get off the person, the phone with the person. We need like a 15 more minutes. I think therapists set up a 15 minute call for a reason. So that's what you get. For 60 bucks, you get a 45 minute call at me. I don't air it on the show. But we talk. Uh, you could do that once a month. You could do it more and pay me through PayPal, but you could sign up for that as well on my Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Uh, today I'm on a guy named Jamie. Now, Jamie wrote in and he had a lot of interesting points to talk about. Uh, a, he's in a gang. B, he was raped by a guy in the army. C, he's bisexual. D, he's living a double life. F, what, what letter am I fucking on? Whatever. But he's also into cross-dressing and orgies and come play and race play. And oh my God, you won't even believe. We were like a little all over the place. I didn't know. It was hard to keep the story totally on the straight and narrow. And I hope it sounds okay when you listen to it. But um, because there was so many stuff that I wanted him to cover that I knew about. Um, and then we had to go over. Uh, and it's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, I forgot about the fact that he's like married to two women. He's been married to two women. He's a young guy. He's not even in his thirties yet. He's been married twice and had open relationships. He's also a cheater. (laughs) We talk about all of it. You're going to get the full, uh, story about Jamie who's led a very interesting life up until now. I mean, like I said, he's not even 30 and he's been through a lot. Uh, been there, done that. He's into a lot of things. We get very specific about that. Um, but we start off with that horrifying rape scenario that happened to me, that happened to him, (laughs) oops, that happened to him when he was in the army with another guy. So we start from there because he believes that a lot of the stuff that he's into now stems from those incidents. It wasn't just a one-time thing. So we start with that and then we talk about all the things that he's into now and his cheating and his marriages and his open relationships and his orgies and his swingers clubs and his race play and his come play. That all happens at the end. So you got to listen from all through all of it. Super fascinating episode. I'll be right back on with Jamie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Jamie, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. So, Jamie, the 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 short story, and you're going to get into more of the specifics because there's a lot of specifics. I'm assuming is that um, you're there's a lot of kind of specifics to the story. You're bisexual. You have a secret life, a very secret life. You also cross dress. You do orgies. You go to swingers clubs. You had your first experience with a guy was pretty hardcore, and that's probably where we're going to start off. Um, it happened in the army right yeah it happened in the military let's start there and you know because were you always did you always know that you were interested in guys before that had you had well because you said that's your first sexual experience right had you been with women before yes i've been with women since the age of 13 oh the thing i forgot too is i think is that you were in a gang right and that played into the whole reason why you had to really keep being bisexual besides the fact you came from like a very conservative family you were also in a gang did that gang thing start in high school uh yeah yeah it definitely started in high school my dad was kind of in it um yeah and it just it started in high school 
Right. And so, the, of course, they were very anti anything other than being super duper masculine. Right. Because there you are like beating the shit out of people. I mean, what is your what is being in a gang entail? I don't know. I was just kind I mean, of curious about it because I never had someone. I mean, under, some yeah. of that some of that is true, but some of that's not some of that's kind of uh, how do they say magnified? Yeah. In uh-huh, a sense. Uh-huh. Uh, some of it's true, but I mean, more so they more so want you to be. Um, I would say like just straightforward, um, very manly of the men, if that makes sense. Very alpha male. Yeah, for is sure. What they expect of you. Mm-hmm. And so, and so no one in your gang, you know, none of you couldn't really talk about how old are you now, by the way? Uh, 29. Oh, okay. 29. So you never told anybody, nobody knows that you're bi, but when you were in the gang, you, you, I, I'm assuming you knew that you were into guys, but you had no experience yet, right? No, not at all. And now you, um, and I, yeah. and I kind of went into the military early, yeah, like really early on, uh-huh. um, to kind of leave some of that gang stuff behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ended up following me. Oh, really? But, yeah, a little bit, but, um, but yeah, you know, because I had tattoos and stuff. Right. Did you do like illegal things? Like, I mean, you know, my idea of like. Well, yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, sold right. drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I sold drugs. I used to pimp for a little while. What do you mean pimp? Like women? Uh, More so, yeah. I wouldn't say like really pimping them. More so like just being the guy that was there to help them out help them meet other guys well like more so help them to make sure people didn't rob them or oh. make sure that um they you would know, hire they got paid. you they would hire well, yeah, you i had i had a empty apartment and so uh you know i stayed in my room and they would rent out the room for me and use it and if they needed you know for me to kick a guy out or anything they would just come knock on my door Oh, wow. And did you have to kick a lot of guys out? Uh, n- not really. I mean, most of the time <laughs> when they're paying for it, they're really uh, cordial. You're right. They're there to do it. It's a transactional. Everyone's happy, right? Yeah. And it's not like, uh, you know, where I was pimping, taking all of their money. Like, that's not the... Right. That's, that's not, not what it was. So I, yeah. So I, I, that, I guess you wouldn't even call it pimping. No, so totally wrong word. Yeah, you were like security. You were like hooker security. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. I could get into the whole gang thing for like 20 minutes, but I don't want to waste our time because I feel like you probably have a thousand more interesting stories that have to do with, you know, what you're calling in for. So you... Yeah, I got a lot of stories. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to it. So let's start off with that first experience uh, that happened to you when you were in the Army, right? You know that you're into guys. You'd never been with anyone, right? Now you're in the Army. And what goes down? Well, okay, so I get there, and uh, they put me with, you know, in the military, we call it, like, the fuck-up people, Um, and they put me with one of the fucked-up guys that was kind of getting kicked out because he was, you know, doing drugs and stuff like that and getting caught. Uh So they room me with this guy, and uh, for, like, the first week or whatever, you know, my sergeant's, like, coming in our room telling me that it's dirty, it's junky, and I'm, like, cleaning up my side, and this guy's, like, not cleaning up his side at all. Right. Like, he doesn't want to do anything because he's like, I'm getting out. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and so uh, 
come like that Sunday, Sunday night, we would always clean or whatever for Monday morning. And come like the second week I'm there, I kind of get tired of it because, you know, the sergeant's on my ass. So I kind of get tired of it. And, you know, we have a heated exchange and we kind of get into like a pushing match or wrestling match, I guess you can call it. Uh-huh. Um, and he kind of like holds me down because he's an older guy. I mean, I'm just coming out of high school, maybe 18. Yeah. And how old is he? <laughs> he's he's like 25, 26. Okay. He's an older Mexican guy. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, he kind of uh, holds me, puts me in like this hold where, you know, they got your arms kind of locked behind your back. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just bends me over the table and just starts going at it. Um, and that was like, but my wait first a second. But, so, wait a second. He like, as he, he's like ripping your clothes off. Are you like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are you fighting him back or? Well, yeah. I mean, so it started like with us, like kind of fighting and wrestling about like, Hey man, you need to do your shit. And like, we really got into it. And, like, we're all on the ground and wrestling and stuff. And we both kind of get up and, you know, we're going back at it. And then, you know, just kind of one of those things where, you know, he just puts me because we had a table in our little dinette area. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he just kind of puts me over the table. And at that point, I could kind of feel that he's hard. Yeah. So this is why I kind of feel like it wasn't. I, I don't know. I guess at first I didn't want it, mm-hmm. but like after maybe five minutes into it, I wanted it probably more than he did. Because you hurt, felt him hard and then you were getting turned on by that? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it. I don't know. I'd never had that feeling before, if that makes sense. Right. And so... I mean, I felt him getting hard, and I guess I kind of, uh, at that point, like, you know, just stopped fighting. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he just kind of pulled my pants down. We, I mean, I had on shorts at the time. And it definitely, um, like, now talking to, I mean, I've only talked to, like, maybe two people about yeah. it. And, I mean, they're like, yeah, that's what it is. Rape. And, Rape. I'm saying yeah. I'm just let it in unless people in case people don't know what I mean by the R word. Right. Because I mean, that's a yeah. very powerful word. And that's why I say that. I mean, you say you use that word. So I feel like, oh, let's get to yeah, the bottom I mean, of it that. Definitely. I think it definitely was that. But I yeah. think it turned into way more than that, if that makes sense. No. Uh-uh. So because this is what I want to know, like, do you th- before you felt him hard and you were into it right and decided like oh this is kind of good did you feel like he was trying to like rape you before that or were you just having like a guy fight before that i i thought it was just mainly like a a, i don't know like just tussling just a fight like just kind of guys do that i fucking hate you yeah because i kind of i kind of initiated the fight if that makes sense like i you know started pushing him first yeah you're the fucking gang member now (laughs) you were used to it right you you could kick this guy's ass yeah i thought i could yeah but he was like fighting and then all of a sudden you feel him hard right yeah and then you get hard well yeah i i definitely get hard and i kind of relax Like, so at that point, like, I'm bent over the table. 
Yeah. And so more so I just kind of relaxed. Yeah. And before then I was like fighting and like, you know, saying like, you know, cussing at him and stuff. And then it more so like once I felt him hard, I kind of relaxed. And then I guess like, I don't know, maybe a couple seconds after I relaxed, I could feel him taking my shorts down. Oh, my God. So it's kind of like, I mean, listen, I know it's hard to really like it's hard to think properly in times like that. Right. I'm asking you like what you're thinking and it's all this is all happening in a second, you know, so I think it's hard to understand. I, I always I think maybe it's probably you know, you get like whatever your sort of thoughts on it at uh, was looking back is what happened. You know, it doesn't matter what you were thinking of that exact moment. Right. I was just trying to see yeah. if it was rape because you're like, I was raped, but I don't know if it was rape because I was into guys. You know, there sounds like there's confusion. And I think that if it was, that's like har like horrifying. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of horrifying, I guess, like when it happened because it's like one of those things like for like the next day or so afterwards i was like you know kind of like in a daze because you know you don't know what really happened if that makes sense yeah for sure like i said like, I'm i know sitting, i was i'm sitting here asking you these questions it, right mm -hmm. but i knew it felt great right but you said because this is what i want to know like you said though that you like relax and let him take off or were you still not allowing him? Cause like, I wonder in that well, situation. I, I relaxed at that point. I relaxed and like, I could feel him taking like, uh, just undoing like from the back, I guess. And I, I didn't really have, uh, I mean, I guess I wasn't kicking or anything or even saying anything at that point. Cause it's just kind of like, I don't know. It just took me by shock. Yeah. Uh -huh. Almost. Yeah. Where it was kind of like, well, cause at first it's kind of like, you know, I hate this guy. And then it's like, oh, wow, he's really hard. Uh-huh. Then after the, like, it's really hard, like, he's really hard, like, what's going on? Then it's like, oh, my God, he's taking off my pants. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm a 17, 18-year-old kid, and I don't really, like, I... I don't know if I quite understood what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've yeah. never been in a situation like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, and, yeah, he starts doing that, and uh, I don't know, I guess it kind of led me on my life now, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's what why I, we have to start there, because I know that, you know, you you put those things together, right, right? Like, you believe that that has led you to all this other stuff. and Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it wasn't it like it. I, I guess it just didn't stop there, if that makes sense. Like that wasn't yeah. the last time. Yeah, but it was the that. first it, time. Yeah, it was the first time. So good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347 
420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And I think that the first times of anything could really you know, set the court, the course for where you, you go in your future. Right. And, and yeah. for a lot of different things, you know, especially with sex, I've had people on my show that could only get off in this way. And it turns out because like when they started jerking off in the beginning, like that was the only way, you know, so a lot and something like that, especially because it, it happened so fast and you were super confused, but you were aroused, which happens a lot to victims. I mean, just because you aroused doesn't mean you weren't a victim in the scenario right like that's yeah. a common thing for victims to go through and it, it does and it, it only adds to the uh confusion for the poor victim right it's only makes you even more of a victim right because like that's fucking confusing right like here you were raped, yeah. but you were turned on and so then you feel like maybe it's your fault but it wasn't your fault right so that a lot of times yeah. is a, a sense of shame that a victim carries right but that is a common thing you can't help that right it's like it's, it was a physical experience so but it doesn't mean that it was okay right yeah and, definitely not i definitely wouldn't say that that was a okay thing now you know right. looking back on it and everything i definitely wouldn't say that that was a okay thing if that makes sense right of course no i think a lot of people who have been in that position or and if i had like a real psychologist on or like a forensic scientist or somebody that i don't know forensic science but like you know a detective on like they would know the proper reasons for that but i've heard it before and i think that that's really normal and it makes sense like listen i have a five-year-old boy and like he could be touching his penis like real like you know and it just gets hard and he doesn't know what for but it just does because like you know your penis has a mind of its own right it's but it doesn't mean that because you get hard that your 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 mind and every other part of you is uh, is on board right so right So I think that, you know, the fact that that was your first like and and just because you were into guys before and you knew that about yourself does still also doesn't mean that you were okay with that. I mean, I don't know if I quite knew it because like, um, I mean, it's just one of those things that I always kind of knew that if a guy looks good or if he doesn't look good. And I always thought that more feminine guys looked really good like i just thought that they're really good looking men like i thought i don't know I, I i thought that maybe i don't know androgynous people i just thought they looked fucking awesome right you like that vibe yeah mm-hmm. i just like the way they look so but now when you look back to how like all your experiences with men happened following that experience like I'm assuming you could see how it ties back to it, right? I mean, you got into all kinds of oh, crazy yeah, things. Oh, yeah, definitely so. So let's go definitely there. So. Like, how do you tie it into the things that you're doing now? And what are the things that you're doing now? Well, I guess it's more so tied to him because after that incident, it became, uh, how do I say? Like, I became more so his in-house 
I, I, I'm just saying as he used to say it, his in-house bitch. No way. I, I was, are you kidding me? I was going to say no. while you were, I thought you were just like going to fast forward to other things. And I was going to say, wait a second. I just want to know like how did, what happened afterwards with this guy, you know, cause I thought he was leaving and you called it a day and I don't know, but well, wait, he, so it so happened he, more. Yeah. I mean, um, during the processing time in the military, like it could take from, I don't know, two months to a year, depending. Yeah. Um, how long somebody's getting out. Oh, okay. And, uh, so he ended up staying maybe two to three months more after that. Okay, so wait. So let's slow it down. So you you have this experience with him. He fucks you in the ass. Yeah. Did he use a condom? No. Okay. So you're done with that. You're horrified, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You're a little freaked out for two days. Let's is that a better term? <laughs> a little, yeah, like I would I would say like more so like just a walking zombie. Like in shock. That's shock. Yeah. You're in shock. Do you yeah. do you guys talk afterwards? I mean, here you are, you're kinda of living in the same room with him, right? Well, we both had our own rooms, but yeah, it's like the same it's like come almost like a college setup, yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. no living room or anything, mm-hmm. just a kitchen that we share. Right. And then uh, we each get our own room. Okay. So now do you say anything about it? Does he say anything or you just guys no, just cool like with the, each other? For the next two days, I'm just like in a daze. I don't, yeah. we don't really even talk to each other. Yeah. Um. Then maybe like maybe a week later, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're just like, uh, you know, he's just like, hey, what's up? This and that. And uh, we we kind of talk or whatever, but it's not, we don't talk about it or we don't even, it's more so like, hey, you know, are you going to go get this today? Yeah, just everyday stuff. But you guys are being yeah. cool with each other. You're, ta- you're right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out and he gets drunk and comes back to the dorm room and then it happened again. Well, how did it happen that time? Because, like, did you get in a fight or did he come in your room? No, he just came into my room and... You were sleeping or you are hanging out? No, no, I was just kind of hanging out, watching a movie in the bed or whatever. And, you know, he just comes up and, like, opens the door and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of like, what's up? And, you know, he just comes and pulls his dick out and... Yeah. And undresses you and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, more so just like directs me in what he wants done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And you just go like you're again back into like shock mode. Don't know what's go- like it just lets it happen. Like you it just happens. Well, I don't to you. know if I'm more into shock mode at that point. Uh-huh. I'm more so like. At that point, I'm like, well, I like it. Uh huh. So. I'm just like, why not? Okay. So yeah, you and, ha- that, and that's like, yeah, maybe a week later. Right, and then ha- so does so then does that become like a regular thing? Considering he calls you his bitch, <laughs> like how many yeah, times? like yeah, it becomes like a probably two time a week thing, mm-hmm. and you know he kind of starts me on like the cross-dressing thing and how um just because like well i'd probably say like a month into it yeah 
um, he, you know, comes back to the dorm or whatever with like, you know, just costumes for me to wear for him. Uh huh. And just basically has me dress up in these costumes. And they're girly costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I guess started me on kind of everything that I'm into now. For sure. I mean, well, that, I mean, like, I, I, you know, listen, if you're having, you know, he throws you into this situation where you're dressed up in girly stuff and then he fucks you and you are hard by it, right? And you come and all that stuff, then you're going to make that connection, right? That yeah, being dressed up like that is, is hot, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's like, I don't know, almost in that situation, like... I would like to, I don't know, it was almost like I was the girl in the situation and he was the guy and that was just the way it was, like, even to the point to where, like, I would just clean up everything. What do you mean, clean up what happened between the two of you? Yeah, like the room and everything, like... His room. Oh, you started to do all the stuff that you were like aggravated by him not doing. You became that person as well on top of like his sexual, you know, yeah. servant. <laughs> yeah. You were his much. bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It, I mean, it's funny now talking about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. That was just kind of the, I don't know. Now that I look back on it, it was just a hot time. <laughs> You, but I'm confused because there is a part of you. So, and I think that you must be confused, right? Because there's a part of you that's like, oh, it was hot, right? But then there's a yeah. part of you that knows that it didn't start out right at all, right? The first couple times, it wasn't like something that you were okay with, right? Yeah, definitely not. Right. But then you could look back. At, and I understand that. I have had some stuff that happened to me when I was younger that I could and my friends would always be like it's so fucked up but I think if a psychologist is listening to us talk they're like they would have terminology for it but like when something happened to me like I I could in my mind I knew that what happened wasn't right but for some reason like the rest of my body doesn't understand it and it wasn't turned on by what happened or anything I I, I, what happened to me it made me angry but there's a part of me that doesn't know whether it wasn't right or not I can't explain it like it's very weird yeah I definitely understand what you mean you know what I mean like a part of me and but everyone else that hears the story is like oh my god that was like completely wrong like you were totally molested I'm like I don't know it's one of those things that um, I kind of say like, I guess it's how you look at situations. Yeah. Um, you can either look at it like I'm going to sit and dwell on it and harp on it. Yeah. Or you can move on with the best of situations, if that makes sense. And I think I kind of just, that's just what type of person I am. I move on with the best of situations. Right. Mm-hmm. You So, and that's what you did with him. First of all, you're stuck in this place with him. Uh, probably at that point, you're too young. And I think a lot of, like a lot of people might be listening and saying, look, why didn't he go tell somebody? You know what I mean? He could have left that fucking place. Like he didn't have well, to stay with that guy. It's one of those things that as a guy, I guess, 
it's one of those things that you're not going to say like, oh, yeah, this guy fucked me. No, I know. There's so many reasons why I understand why you didn't go and say. I think that you're going to have some people that would say that. But if you really think about human being nature and you put yourself in that scenario with all the, the things in place, right? You're way younger than this guy. You're a guy. He's a guy. I mean, there's a lot of things that you were fighting against. Like, you know. Well, and then it was a lot of uh, like personally. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the hardcore gang member. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever going to do no shit like that to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it happened. Yeah. And so it's kind of what, what am I supposed to do? Tell my dad about it? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. No. Right. The guy who's in the gang, too. Right. I mean, you're got you. Yeah. That's what you said. Right. Right. Yeah. Or go to the people in the army and tell them, you know, it just, just, just it was very loaded for you to go and say something. I think that's that's the reason why a lot of people don't cop to things like that. You know, so like you said, you made the best of the situation, went with it. And what happens in that kind of scenario is that, you know, happen that happening once could wire you a certain way but it happening for two months multiple times you know uh all you're doing is making all of that you know making that connection even more powerful so that's of course why it all got set up for you and you know to to be the path that you were going to take right and and the stuff that you were into i mean the orgies and the swingers clubs like how do they come into play with this well all that stuff so after i got out of the military yeah i kind of uh um like even while i was in the military after he left yeah that become like that was like the last time i had a situation with a man for years okay after that like i never did anything with a man or anything like that uh-huh um and then i got with my wife well my ex-wife uh-huh but you got married and, yeah i got married and got my ex-wife and uh she actually her and one of her friends which was our close friend like close uh i don't know i, I would say like a couple's friend you know uh-huh. her and her husband and her husband actually got deployed and I guess gave her the permission to have a, a relationship outside of their marriage. Right. Cause he wasn't going to be around. Okay. And we just kind of, all three of us started, you know, having sex and going to, you know, swinger clubs and stuff like that. And that's how I kind of got started with that stuff. But wait, let's get, let's start, let's talk about this a little bit more details, right? So your, your wife at the time has a friend, right? And she like, how does it come up that? Well, I'm not going to say it's her friend. It's more so I knew her first. Oh, okay. And Uh um, like, we were just all really friends. And then, you know, she met my wife and then, you know, we all just kind of became super cool friends and her husband. Yeah. And then Um, he gets deployed. Yeah, and then he gets deployed, and he's like, I guess maybe she asked him if she could sleep with us or something. I don't know how that worked out. But But how do you find out that she's down for this scenario? Are you guys out drinking one night, or does she come over? Like, you know, how does that conversation happen? uh, We're actually drinking at her place. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we were actually, me and my wife were actually renting out a room from them. Uh Uh-huh. 
and uh yeah so we're just all drinking or whatever and uh you know just kind of like as a joke we were playing like you know truth or dare or something like that and uh or it was a drinking game or something and my wife goes well suck his dick then and something like that and she just starts so that's how it starts but wait, did you know? you know that your girl was okay with that? Had you guys done freaky things before? Or was this the first time you guys were opening up your relationship? Well, we hadn't done freaky things before. But, you know, my wife had told me that she had done stuff like that before. So okay, it, it wasn't something that surprised me with her, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, because she was always, you know, more. And then she was older than me, too. Maybe 10 12 years older than me at the time. Oh, really? So how old were you? You were like in your early 20s and she was in her early 30s? Yeah. Okay, so she's like suck his dick and then she, so now that this mutual friend of yours is blowing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Well, and then, you know, we start to, you know, have sex or whatever and, you know, my wife joins in and you know, she's licking and stuff like that. And and that's how it goes for a couple months. And then her husband, I guess, kind of started to feel, I don't know, left out or I don't know what it was. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, I guess so. And yeah. so, you know, she has to, like, stop with us or whatever. And that's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she has to, like, stop with us or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So you guys, you and your wife are having sex with this girl. And then you're going out to swingers clubs. Would you have sex with other people there or just do stuff in front of other people? Like, what would go down at the uh, swingers club? Do clubs? stuff in front of other people mostly. But, you know, sometimes we may do fellatio. But that's about as far as we go with other people uh-huh. are you, um, that we don't yeah. know, you know, besides the friend. Right, the girl. You would fuck her, right? Would your girl fool around with her, too? Yeah, like, you know, she was in the front, I was in the back. Right, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that ended because the guy wasn't into it anymore? Well, he was still deployed, and I guess he felt like she was spending too much time with us or whatever. Yeah. And so that's, you know, kind of kind of how that ended. But did you guys continue, you and your wife, to, did you guys continue to go to the swingers clubs? Um, yeah, we did for maybe a couple months after that. But that marriage ended shortly after that. How come? Um, I was cheating. You were? With who? Yeah, I was. Uh, multiple different people. Um, I, I'm a, I don't know. I, I guess now I would say like I'm a serial cheater. Like I just can't not cheat if that makes sense like it's really hard for me to not cheat (laughs) let me ask you this why it's like are you a serial cheater or are you a guy that maybe just shouldn't be in a relationship or are you one of those because there's a lot of different kinds of people out there like i remember once having a guy friend who was like in a relationship a long-term relationship and he was like oh i just wish i could just like go out whatever i want and just like meet any girl and just like fuck whoever i want i'm like you can't do that like it's called being single like it's not that difficult right <laughs> well yeah i get i guess i i understand on that part but i don't know everything for me mm-hmm. is like um i don't know like the relationship part of it is great it's just the sexual part of it no so uh, that i was going to say then there's this other type of guy right that exists that 
always wants to be in a relationship, right? They have to be yeah. in a relationship because they like that companionship and maybe need it, but they still want to, they st- but they can't be monogamous. So they're still fucking other people. Are you one of those? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little fucked up. And I can't be monogamous and it, it, it is, it's but you can't be single up. either. <laughs> yeah. And but I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things that, um, I don't know. I guess it, it sucks because, you know, I always try to lead the relationship off of like, let's have an open relationship. Yeah, especially um, with the one that you were with. I mean, she was letting you fuck that girl. Yeah, and I mean, and more so that more so happened because I mean, it was a lot of different things. Yeah, of that, course. You know, it wasn't just me cheating, but yeah. I would say probably that's the main cause. But yeah, it was a lot of different things that factored into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, that girl was kind of open. I mean, you did have an open minded girl there, right? It didn't work out. So all these other relationships that you have that you're cheating on the girls, you do you tell them off the bat that you want an open relationship and they say no? Yeah, most of the time. And, you know, uh, you know, maybe it might start off like that at the beginning. I, I don't know. I've been with the same girl now for maybe five years. Oh, okay. And? And, I mean, she's great. She's the love of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the, I guess, you know, the partner that I love. Yeah. And I couldn't see myself without her. It's just sexually. You need variety. We're not, yeah, we're not always compatible. Right, but does she know that? Um, I mean, she's she's um, I don't know how to explain it. I guess I would say she does, but I mean, I don't know. We've had talks and different things, and we've had a lot of ups and downs in our relationship in this five years, with her catching me cheating to different things. So yeah. Well, does she, she, did you start out that relationship? I'm assuming you started out that relationship, letting her know that you'd like an open relationship. Did she ever agree to it? Have you and her done any freaky things? She agreed to it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we, she agreed to it and we were open and swingers at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of felt like, uh, I guess like, you know, like, uh, we would do it all the time, I guess, or that the only time we would have sex is when we would have sex with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, that's not true. And she was like, oh, or you'll, you know, you'll fuck me the day before and then you'll ask me the day after. And it's like, I don't know. To me, it was like she, she wanted, I don't know. She wanted, she, I guess she thought that maybe, I don't know. I I don't know exactly what she thought, but then that kind of ended at that because she didn't want to do it anymore. Why? She would be mad that you want, like, was it that she thought you wanted too much sex? She was kind of like, hey, listen, I just fucked these other people for you. Like, get off my job. Like, I don't want to fuck you again. What was was the reason? So she thought that when we're not having sex with other people, which I don't know, maybe I, because I'm not like a fuck you three times a week type guy. Yeah, what are I'm you? Like maybe a fuck you once a week type guy. Uh-huh. Um, that like I guess when I did do it or whatever, or whenever we'd fuck that once a week, like the next day I'd be like, Oh, let's go to a swingers party or something like that and she's like, Oh, we're well, only fucking me one time a week. 
Right. So she would be like, she was kind of like, she wanted private time with you too, right? And she she wasn't getting both, right? Is that what kind of? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say she was getting both, but in her terms, she said she wasn't getting both. But not enough for her, right? She wanted more intimacy with just you alone. Yeah, we weren't going like every week or whatever to yeah. go swing. It was maybe like once a month. So right, and it was only at that time that you wouldn't do it more with her, and that's. But she would take notice of that, and that would bother her. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And so then it stopped because it just became a hassle for well, you. Well, it stopped more so because she didn't want to do it anymore. It was, uh, yeah, she didn't want to do it anymore. Because it created this tension between you guys. And it's so interesting because you guys had a situation that was, I mean, she was kind of cool with it, right? You, it was the best case scenario for you, yet the minute it hit a little bit of a roadblock, you both kind of abandoned it, which you should have worked through it. Well, I didn't, well, I'm not going to say I abandoned it. She abandoned it. And because I love her so much. You know, it's kind of one of those. And also I because just, you just know you'll just go and cheat on her. I mean, <laughs> well, and I, I wasn't trying to do that. That's not right. You know, that wasn't my intention. Yeah, and that's course. why yeah. I wanted it to be open. And that's why, you know, I tell her like, you know, I mean, I've told her multiple times, but it's one of those things where. She'll say, uh, you know, she's not ready yet. Because after that happened, then I cheated. So it made it even worse. Yeah, of course. It's confusing. I think, you know, listen, I think that um, you could probably work through all that kind of stuff. I think you guys hit a snag in your keeping your relationship over. But it probably is something you guys could have worked through if you kept, you know, maybe talking about it and maybe you know, compromising a little bit better. Maybe you could have, you know. Well, and that was the thing. Like, um, it was just more so it it wasn't, uh, I would say like I was more open to her being free than she was to see me being free. Right. So you were cool watching her with guys, but it wasn't like she really wanted to watch you with another girl. Yeah. Like, and then the girls that she liked, you know, for me, I guess, was, Mm -hmm. like, not my type at all. And it's like, why? You know, the girls don't even look like her, and it's kind of like, well, I'm with you for a reason. Like, I I do have a type. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, but that that kind of stuff and that kind of... um... Those kind of things that come up when situated, like those are harder to to get past. I didn't know that there was all that included. I felt like, oh, she's this girl that was like, let it, you know, going to like, you know, having fun with you, opening it up and, and stuff. And, and, and I guess it, it might have started out as fun, but, you know, just the things that she would like, like even the girls or the couples or whatever. And it's kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm cool with them, but I don't really... That's not really, you know, attractive to me. That's like, that's not even how you look. So Right, right, right. Um, but when you, know, you said, hey, like, like, did you ever say, hey, let's do it with these people or try to get her into other kinds of people that you were into? Yes, and she I said, did. no. I tried to do, I've tried to do everything. And she said, I've, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, now she's just like, you know, um, and I talked to her about it maybe a year ago. 
And she's like, I'm just not in the right space and this and that. And I mean, she's got a lot of mental issues that she's got to work out. Yeah. And so it's just like, she's like, I'm not in the right space to do that and this and that. But it's like one of those things that for five years, for me, it's just sexually. Like, it's just like she's the perfect mom and, you know, I love her. Yeah. But and she's the perfect wife. But Mm -hmm. it's just those things that sexually I want to be free. I like to be with multiple people. I like to. Do and so the time things. she's caught you, has she now? Does she know about the guy thing? I mean, because you said before, she's caught me. She's caught me. She's caught me. You know, text messaging guys and stuff like that. And what does she say? She did catch me one time. Um, and she, I mean, and this is kind of the reason why I keep everything secret, is because she told me um, that you know if I. You know, if she caught me again with a guy or, you know, or anything along those lines that uh, she would take the kids from me. She would take her and the kids. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and I mean, to her, like I've even suggested to her, like to peg me and stuff like that. Yeah. But to her, I guess she feels like it makes me less of a man. Uh huh. So, yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Right. Now, when she found you texting that guy, was it like really explicit stuff? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was definitely explicit. It was, uh, you know, it was definitely explicit. She's seen naked pictures and stuff. And... Oh, my God. Right. But it you're still together with her. Things are OK. Yeah. Right, you're fine. And now, do you cheat on her all the time with uh, guys and women? No, I, I mean, I really, I try not to, but sometimes I have, uh, I don't know, urges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, and so you know, sometimes I, I cheat. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes. Right, and the urges for guys has never gone away. I mean, you cheat on her with men too, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's kind of equal opportunity here. <laughs> <laughs> right. And do you feel bad about it when you do it? I mean, or just when you get caught sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, I definitely do. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, but it's also one of those things of like, you know, what else am I supposed to do besides tell her, which, I mean, she's already caught me. I, and then after that, you know, I told her that I was by. Oh, you and did? She was uh-huh. like, yeah, I told her that. And she was kind of like, I don't think you're bi and this and that. And so I just let it go. And we just never really talk about it anymore. So, yeah, she will listen. You know, she doesn't want to leave you. She wants to be with you as much as probably you want to be with her. Right. Everything's good. status quo for you. Right. Everything's status quo for her and I think a lot of times people don't want to know the truth, right? Because they yeah. don't want the situation to change, right? And if she really maybe knew that you were really bi, and sh- she wouldn't want to be with you, maybe right? But she doesn't. So she doesn't. Yeah. So for her, the only way to stay is she has to deny that that even exists, even though you told her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and I have to, you know, and for her, I have to stay away from it and stuff. And she says that. Yeah, like to not do anything or 
I mean, because she's called me cheating, so it's like one of those things that she's like, you know, if I catch you again, you know, it's like one of those things. <laughs> It'll really be over. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I just don't want to lose my kids. Of course. Like I said, I've been through one marriage where, you know, I have kids that don't live with me. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean... I want my kids to always be with me. And I know that if we're not together, then, you know, it, it, I mean, it's almost dang near impossible unless I live next door, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I listen. I, anyone with kids understands why somebody, you know, wants to keep a family unit together for their kids. Right now. I know you said that like you do crazy things like come play and race play. Like, how do you have time for all this stuff? Like, where's that race play thing that you're going in? Does she know about the cross dressing stuff? No, she doesn't. That's like uh, stuff that I do every now and then. That's not like an everyday thing. Uh huh. But, um, just because I just can't even cheating. I can't like cheat every day. No, it's exhausting. Um, There's a lot that goes into it. It's very, yeah, it's very, uh, one of those things that it's very, um, when it does happen, it's like I said, it's when I have those urges. So it might happen maybe once a month or, you know, every other month or something like that. And what do you do when you have an urge with the cross dressing? Like, do you dress up and go out somewhere? Do you dress? Like, do you meet up um, with somebody? Well, or? I'll go to like uh, maybe like a bathhouse or a hotel, and you know I'll dress up. You know, tell her I'm going out with my friends, and I'll dress up, or uh, you know I'll um, I'll go to a bathhouse, and you know maybe meet guys there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Do you use condoms when you're with all these other people, the women and the men? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm very, and I'm also on uh, HIV prevention medication and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Just to make sure. Now, how do you hide that shit from her? She's never seen it. Um, no, she's never seen it. Um, I have, uh, I have stuff that I have, you know, where I. I just do it at work mainly. I work a lot, so right. So you keep all your paraphernalia there. Yeah. Yeah. And now, where do you meet the other women, and where do you meet them? Like, where do you meet them? Like, you know, the girls that you're gonna fuck out, you know. And then, where do you actually physically meet them to have sex when you're cheating? Well, sometimes, sometimes, you know, most of the time, I go to their house if you know I do pick up a woman. Uh huh. Um. You know, sometimes we'll go to swinger clubs. Sometimes we'll go to hotels. Just all depends. Um, depends what schedule's like. And I mean, I, I don't know. I meet some people just passing by or, you know, uh, work uh-huh. or uh, online sometimes. So they know your deal, though. Like, are you honest with them? Yeah, like, I'm I, married I, and this You is know, just... I put it very honestly and bluntly that it's you know just a sex type thing yeah or you know at most of friends with benefits yeah yeah yeah. do you have any and, girls that you see all the time like or, or do you have one or two friends um, with benefits i have a couple girls that i see every now and then but that's like you know rarely but they're more so friends than anything Right, so um, they know so, your like, wife, but once in a while they'll have sex with you. 
yeah, like they know that I have a wife and they know that it's never going to be anything, but we're just friends. We're really good friends. So it's like when they have an urge and I have an urge, you know, mm-hmm. then we do it. Right. Which yep. isn't often like, you know, I can't say it's often because I don't get to do a lot of things often. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't do a lot of things often. Right. Well, you said you work a lot. Plus, you have a wife and you have kids. Yeah. So it's not like you have you you could have all the time in the world to go do this. Now, what about guys? Or do you have like guys that you see multiple times or are they always like one offs? Uh, most of the time they're one offs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to find guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's been kind of hard. So I don't know. It's just one of those things that that's really hard, you know, yeah. finding guys and then. You know, then I don't know, to be with a guy, it's kind of like the whole process, right? Where you got to go and, you know, you got to douche and you got to do all this stuff. So it it becomes more of a process that, you know, I got to hide from my wife. So usually if I do go with a guy, I have to go somewhere where there's a bathroom, like private bathroom or something like that, that I can do stuff like that. Right. Because I can. Yeah. You don't want her to find out. Now, she caught you, like, texting with a guy, but she's never, like, she, and you told her you were bi, but she's never caught you with a guy, like, cheating with the guy having sex, like, right? No. Does she know about um, what happened to you in the military? No, she doesn't. Um, but she has caught me, like, when I said, when she's seen the naked pictures. Yeah. Some of the naked pictures were from... You know, when you guys were together, years ago, yeah, years like I mean, you know, years before we were together, and they were with me with another guy, so it was one of those things where so she's kind of know that I have been with guys. Oh, okay, she knows for sure, right? Because she saw the pictures, yeah. Oh, it wasn't like you guys exchanging dick pics, it's like you guys were naked together, and those were the pictures. Um, like, so we were like with me and that guy, we were exchanging. But the pictures that I sent him, yeah, were of me and another guy. Right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't so know about seen... what happened to you in the military, right? You said you talked to like two or no, three other people. Know. You said two or three other people know about it. Who does know about that? Um, just two friends that I went to high school with. Right. You know that I kind of know my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they're both girls, so. Right. Do any do any besides your wife now and maybe your ex wife, does anyone else know about the fact that you're into guys? Um, maybe a couple people. Uh huh. Um but not a lot. It's definitely something that's very close wrapped. Right. I mean not a hundred percent because I mean you have it's like you're interesting and I and I, I think maybe, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be a a different story. I mean, you are, you do try to be completely upfront, right? I mean, you start off that way, like you said, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, at least I try to be like that. And I try to be, you know, as open as possible. Because for me, I don't know, maybe it's just the way that I was brought up. But I always seen sex as just sex. Like, you can love a family and still have sex with other people. Right, uh-huh. Um, There's a big difference. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so for me, um, that's just always how I felt about it. So, um, 
you know, uh, maybe in my earlier years, I was more jealous of girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You are jealous of them having friends or whatever. But I now more more so, I'm definitely not like that at all. Like it takes me a lot to get jealous. <laughs> you mean so if your girl or your wife now had a guy friend or was talking to her ex boyfriend, like you'd be okay with that? Yeah, I'd definitely yeah. be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It might turn me on. I mean, it uh, might, yeah, right. You got that. It, thing, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I, I, you know, we did start off as swingers, so I have seen her be with other people. So yeah, it's not one of those things that doesn't turn me on, if that makes sense. Yeah, and listen, maybe you know, ten years from now, she'll, or five years from now, or two years from now, you know, she will get back into it. I mean, I, I give her credit for. You know, being she's also straight up too, right? I mean, she tells you what she doesn't like about it, and she's really honoring herself and how she feels as well, right? It's not like well, yeah, definitely more so. It's definitely more so. She's doing stuff to make herself better, and I get it. Like, um, she's got a lot of mental issues. Yeah, like when you said her her head's not in it, right? If if her head's not in it, I mean, you have to feel for her, right? Like she knows that she just mentally can't handle that she's also a mom and she has kids so i give her credit for like you know my favorite saying is like know thyself right she fucking knows herself yeah. she's like listen i can't deal with this shit right now you know and i think that that's great because i think some people would maybe you know not would just keep doing something right even though maybe they didn't yeah think it was and right. I mean, yeah and that sucks and it sucks for me because i mean i do feel bad when you know, I go out and do these things, but at the same time, it's like one of those things that if I don't, it's like, I don't know, it's almost like a drug addiction um, to where it's like, you know, I'm constantly thinking about it. I constantly want it. I'm constantly um, just thinking about it. It's constantly on my brain. Like I can't let it go. If that makes sense. I can't do anything else. Right. Until you get your fix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get your fix and maybe then it, it you're relaxed for a little while until you need your next. Yeah, I, uh-huh. get, I get my fix and it's almost like, you know, like literally, you know, after I, I, I would say literally after I have my nut and then I'm gone. Uh, right. You're done. Like, yeah, you're all good. Yeah, it's yeah. a hard listen. It's it's the age old problem. And I think that, you know, people are are different than when I grew up, you know, uh, whereas, you know, you're being more honest about the fact that straight up monogamy, like, oh, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life and nobody else ever is a little unrealistic for a lot of people. Not to say that some people can't do that, right? Absolutely. Well, there are people that are wired that way, but a lot of people aren't. And I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And yeah. I definitely feel like more people are, they're more, how do I put this? They're more dedicated to monogamy yeah. than they are their partner. What do you mean? So they're more dedicated to how it makes them look or how the perception outside that people are looking in at you, right? Uh-huh. They're more obsessed with, oh, monogamy, it, you know, it's got religion involved with it. Yeah. And you're only supposed to be with one man and you're only supposed to be with one woman. Yeah. And it took me a while to get past that. But after, you know, researching and everything, I think that people are more 
dedicated to the fact of monogamy than they are their partner. I mean, if you ask me, I don't know, my grandpa's in his 80s. And if you ask my grandpa and my grandma um, or, you know, people in that age bracket, they would say that, you know, they did have times where they cheated or they did have times where grandpa had a girlfriend for 30 (laughs) years almost. Uh, Right. Or, you know, or, you know, he would always go to the whorehouse or grandma had her boyfriend. And it's one of those things that we, we, you know, we say like, oh, we want those relationships, right? We want those, we want that type of relationship. But what we really don't know is, you know, how dedicated they were to their partner. Right. And not mm-hmm. so much the fact of monogamy, if that makes sense. Kind of. It's hard to, for me to follow, but I'm sure you're you're saying what a lot of people think nowadays, which is because I, what, where you lose me is where you say that they were more dedicated to their partner. Some people would say that's well, it's the opposite. If they're dedicated to their partner, they wouldn't be out cheating. Right. You're well, they're more dedicated I, I, to the the idea of making it look like they're monogamous. Right. Well, that's So I, I, I agree with that to a certain extent, because. Like, let's just put it like this. Like, um, you can be in a relationship with somebody and love that person, but not be dedicated to that person. Uh-huh. Um, you can. And, and when I say dedicated to that person, I mean, like, through their through thick or thin. Right. Like when I say dedicated to a person, it's kind of like if that person was an addict. Yeah. Would you quit talking to them because they were an addict? Right. Because I know a lot of people that say they love you. If you would turn an addict they would not talk to you anymore. Uh-huh. So uh, to me, that's not dedication to you as a person. That's right. like, uh, to me, dedication is like what a love, a parent has for their kids, right? Yeah. We're like, yeah, we know that you messed up, but we know that you could be a better person too. Right. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's dedication, right? right. Like or that's commitment dedication or like, de- right. Okay. I got it. Yeah. And, but when you say like, soon as somebody messes up, like, oh, well, then, you know, that means you don't love me. I don't think that's fair. Right. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that's really saying that you're dedicated to your partner because you're dedicated to the thought that you're, you know, you were monogamous or whatever. You're dedicated to that. Right. Or the idea of what you thought that partnership was going to be. But when it becomes yeah. what it is, or like, I'm fucking out of here. Well, one thing is, is your wife and you are pretty dedicated to each other. Don't you think you have that going? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely say I'm more so, I'm definitely dedicated to her. Like, I mean, I definitely love her and I want to be with her forever, but I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't know if we can ever, if we can ever be sexually one again, if if I can be open about all this stuff with her. Because it's like, you know, it's like one of those things that, I mean, I guess just even listening to your show, yeah, it's one of those things that I know now it's not going away. Right. You know, it's I'm not going to uh, do it less, if that makes sense. Or I'm not going to quit doing it because it's been too long. It's been years that I've been doing this. And so I know that it's, you know, it's me. It's a part of me. And uh, it's, I mean, it's took me a long time to kind of, come to terms with that with myself too yeah for Um, sure but yeah i mean it's it's been a long time to kind of uh how do i say 
kind of come to this point to where I'm like, you know, I know that I'm not going to change. Um, but listen, so, what you need to remember, okay, that is obvious to everyone listening right now is that you, you know, she allowed you, like, she knows a lot about you. Like, I'm just saying you're better off than mo- a lot of people, right? A lot of times I'm talking to somebody that, you know, is bi or is a cross dresser or wants to fuck other women and, you know, their wives have no idea of any of it. I mean, your wife, not only does she know that you're bisexual, right? She also knows that you like variety and want variety and need variety in your life so much so that she actually gave it to you in the beginning. I mean, you guys did go swinging. Yeah, it didn't last, right? But you had a little bumps in the road and you guys just both, you know, checked out and whatever. But I do think, you know, you could work through that and you could, and, and maybe it's the way you communicate your the things that you like. And it's also, you know, the damage that she's been through that she hears it different. But I think with a little help and a little patience and a little bit, maybe time because she's not, she's going through, she says like a bad phase, you know, or maybe some work on both of you guys get into some therapy. You guys could eventually be more of who you are with each other and be happier, like stay dedicated, but also stay true to who you are. And she stays true to who she is. I mean, at some point when she was sleeping with other people and you were going to swingers clubs and stuff together, was she into it? Um, yeah. I mean, I, at least I thought she was into it. Maybe. And that's the thing. Like, maybe she wasn't into it. But, but maybe I, she and, was. That's my, my whole point is yeah, that like she was. that didn't it didn't end horribly wrong. Right. It just you guys started to it started. You, you would communicate about it. It wasn't it right. Be, she wanted well, different it became, things. It yeah. became more so a problem for her. So with me, you know, like I said, because I really love her with yeah. me saying, well, you know, well, I'll, I'll give it up then. Like, we'll right. just stop doing it. Right. You did then. Right. And that's what you did. But then she's caught you cheating. And I just think, like I said, my whole point is that there is a chance that, you know, at some point down the line, if you start bringing things up about stuff that you're into and you show her that maybe you have more patience, you know, that you would wait around, like, you know, instead of maybe going and cheating on her, you know, you could try to get her into the stuff that you're into, you know, maybe that could, that would happen, A, and B, you know, help you stay in the relationship with her. Because it's not like you're with some girl that's from a conservative background and she's super vanilla and you know for a fact she'd never be into anything you know this girl did go to all those places with you she does know a lot about you you know yeah Um, she does yeah getting her on board might be possible but you might have to work at it you know more so than you guys did now you're both young you work a lot she's got kids you know there's a lot going on so i get why you know it it would take a lot of energy to probably do all the communicating you need to do to make it happen right the the right way now but i do also think in the meantime you guys could do, use some therapy. She is she in therapy? Are you in therapy? Like you still? I think um, she need to talk out this shit. Therapy. She is. That's she's good in for her. Therapy, and I'm um, I'm seeing a therapist soon. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, we are we are getting into therapy separately. Yeah, that's good. Um, and you know, uh, hopefully that'll help me work out 
some issues that I, you know, am having. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, what are the and issues I mean, that you're having? I'm not Is it lie, still... Your show helps a lot. Good. I'm glad. I love that. That's why I do my show. I, I seriously, I started my show because I do like to help people and I would try to help my friends that were having a problem and they'd be like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people don't want to hear talk about it or hear a solution or like, you know, open themselves up. So I was like, oh, if I just do it for people that want it, right? They'll, they come to me, then they want it, then I'm not annoying, right? So I really, I love when I hear that. Um, But I think that for both of you, it's very helpful for you guys to work out your stuff. I think you have a lot of stuff to work out, right? And then, yeah, definitely. You know, what are you working out in therapy? Is it, is a lot, is a lot of it what happened to you? Is it even the game? Um, Like, what is it? Um, more so like, uh, more so everything. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I haven't gone seen him yet, uh, but more so everything. That you're going to do right. Yeah. More so just like, you know, what, what I'm going through, what I'm going through nowadays. Right. What what you uh, went through in the past. Yeah. What I went through in the past, what actually, you know, I mean, cause for a long time, um, I, I, I treated my bisexuality or me liking guys like it was the the plague, if, if so to say. So, uh-huh. you know, and I kept that part of my life kind of dormant, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, and so now, like, you know, I, I need to be, I guess, comfortable with that. I need to be. You want to okay be okay with that? Yeah, you yeah, want to be. be. Yeah, no, that's and, good. That's a great start. And so that's, I mean, I guess, and that's why I say now so much. I don't know if she's gonna see it the same way because I'm not the same guy that. Um, how do I say the relationship started with? And she's not the same woman that started in this relationship either. You know, we we've kind of changed and we've grown over the years. So I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I really hope that you're right and you're correct, but I hope that it does go that way. But I, I just don't know right now. Yeah, of course. I mean, nobody ever knows, right? I mean, if we if we knew everything, it, life would be very, very easy, right? <laughs> you just don't yes, know. Ma- but I think what's really important a lot of times with couples, like the reason why they go off on separate ways is because one person's doing all this work, but the other person stays in stays exactly the same, right? So the other person outgrows the other person, right? But I think what's really great is that, you know, not only is she in therapy, that you're going to be getting therapy, right? And then, you know, there could be the flip side where, yeah, you're both not the same people that you were, but maybe you realize that you're different people and those people get along even better, you know? And there's, so you don't, you don't know until you do that work. And I think it's great that you are, especially because you have kids. I think that, you know, getting into therapy and just talking about your shit is going to help you. And therapy is an ongoing thing. You know, you see someone and it's not something you have to do for the rest of your life, but it definitely, if you get the right therapist and they work with you, it definitely changes things for you. And, you know, you don't know where that's what that's going to be for you and your wife, but it might change the way you feel about sex and certain things as well, because I think some of your issues have to do with what happened to you when you were in the army. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that uh, is a lot to do with it, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's very much so, I guess, kind of led me on the path of like even 
what I like sexually. Like, you know, you were talking about the come play and yeah. the race play and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, even that sort of stuff. I mean, for a lot of people, they don't even know what that, a lot of that stuff is. So, uh -huh. um, so, you know, and he kind of, um, I don't know, kind of turned me on to a lot of those things, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was all so, those experiences with that guy. He, he taught you about it and got you into it. And now that's the thing that is like the itch that you have to scratch every now and then. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I like it. And, you know, now it's, you know, it, and I mean, some of it, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of that, some people think it's very crazy, you know, what the come play and the race stuff. Like, what is it really quick? I mean, I was going to wrap it up, but so, I'm like, let's go there a little bit. <laughs> well, so come play is just like, you know, um, I best basically just like a sperm fetish. Mm -hmm. if that makes Mm-hmm. Where you like to put it on food and or you know, walk around with it in your face or um I don't know, some people do like cum walks, if you ever heard of that. Like they'll no. go and get like a facial mm -hmm. and then they'll like walk around like I don't know, like a Walmart real late at night or something. Right, with it and, on uh, their face, kinda of like an exhibitionist. Yeah. But kind of not right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you into when like? What's the kind of come play that you like? Um, I'm more so. I, I like it all. Like it's all. I love it all. I'm not right. gonna lie. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm. Uh, I'm very much so. Like that's probably my favorite part of sex is come. Right. But do you do that with your wife or do you play out those scenarios with men or do you play them out with, I would assume you do them with women, right? Because is it another guy's cum that you, like, is it? Uh, so men and women. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, it's done to me. Uh-huh. Um, where, you know, it's a guy telling me, you know. Or putting it on my face or my food or something like that. Uh-huh. And then sometimes you're doing it to the girl. Yeah. And that's what that guy in that place used to do to you. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, and those so, were all yeah. your first times, right? I mean... Well, uh, yeah, more so. And then, you know, the... Uh, I don't know, the race play, which is kind of like just... I would say more so uh, degrading. Uh-huh. Um, calling, like, you know, racial names and stuff like that. Right. And is that for you to do to someone else or for them to do to you? For them to do to me. Right. Now, did that guy do that to you when you were with him? Um, Sometimes it was more so. It wasn't racial play. It was just, like, degrading. But now it's kind of, you know, the racial play kind of gets me off, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is degrading. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're not saying nice things about your race, right? <laughs> There's, yeah. Right. Definitely. It's a it's put yeah, downs. Definitely. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah. Listen, I don't know. I I think that's the kind of stuff that therapy is really going to help you with. Now, I don't know that much about. Like, I used to. I just talked about this with somebody else, and I don't think I aired their episode yet. But I had a whole uh, 
jizz quiz thing that I used to have early on when my podcast started because I once had this guy friend and we were talking and I was like kind of getting horny for him and I was like thinking oh I'll just like fuck him maybe you know he's a good friend of mine and we just started talking out talking about stuff that he liked and he's like oh yeah and there was two things that he liked that I was like oh red flags (laughs) one was that he loved to like jizz in a girl's face and another was that he loved to like fuck a girl in her ass and then make her blow him. So I'm like, you're like basically like, you know, a girl to eat your shit, right? So I was like, oh, you know, he really hates <laughs> women, you know? Because like, who would want to do it? You know, it is so degrading, right? And I remember having like this jizz quiz that I put out there. Like, do you like to come on someone's face? And like, what is that all about, you know? And, uh, you know, I always thought that if someone likes real degrading stuff like that, you know, it, it it might be a little bit of an issue. Maybe I'm totally wrong. You know what I mean? I always say like, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's yeah. I would say like it's not for how do I say it? it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> no, but the fact is, listen, you know where it came, like you have a, a situation in your life that it definitely came from 100 percent. Right. Like somebody else, they might not know why they they like to do it or anything with you we know for a fact that it all came from this situation that happened to you when you were super young not in control right kind of in shock yeah. and not really in charge of what was going on so I do think if you work through that more with a professional that could really help you you know those kind of things might go away not to say that oh, you're not going to like to fuck a lot of people and you're not going to be into guys. Like all those things probably will still exist, right? That's who you are. But maybe these other little things might fall away, right? Because those might be a negative sort of twist on things because of what happened to you. I don't know. That's what I think. That's would be my guess. That maybe, maybe so. Yeah, like the real degrading stuff and all that might fall to the wayside once you work through things it might not be so much of a turn on you know I don't know and is it bad that it is if you're doing it consensually like and you still like it no I don't know but that was just always my thing when we would do the jizz quiz (laughs) like I was you know Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see where you're at and how you feel about everything like after a year of therapy or even six months you know of yeah, you definitely. really talking to somebody about this stuff um, while you go about your business and you do your thing and like and maybe it will help you with that itch. Maybe things won't be as strong of a pull for you. Some things, you know, um, like yeah. I said, it's not going to change you totally. And it, I don't think that that guy made you into guys or, you know, but he might have made you into being degraded, you know, and that might, like I said, go away. I don't know. But keep me posted. I want to talk to you six months from now after therapy to see where you're at or what's going on. And then try with your wife, you know, event, you know, I listen, talk to your, your therapist about all these issues with your wife. I, I do think there's a, there's always will be that window of opportunity with your wife to have conversations and be better like at communication with her about what you want eventually in the future because she was open to it at one point, you, you know, um, so start, you know, maybe get some tips with him on how to communicate more properly when it comes to stuff like that. Because I think like you guys just hit a snag and then, you know, you had like, but maybe you could have worked it out. I get why you did it. Right. But maybe in the future you can, that's just what I think. Oh, definitely. I- I'm definitely, 
like I said, I'm definitely trying and it's definitely, you know, I'm very dedicated to her. So it's going to have to be, you know, something major for me to leave. <laughs> right. But I'm saying maybe you guys could have at some point, you know, you could both be yeah. happy and get more of what you want from each other. You know, you included, you know, not just her. It's a, like you would both figure out how to compromise more for each other so that uh, the your sex life is more like it used to be. But both of you are happy, you know. Um, but you, what first things first, you know, just start talking about your shit and start talking about that douchebag in the army that made you his bitch and work through that a little bit. You know, I think that will be really beneficial and that you need that. And I think it's great that you're deciding to do it. Thank you. You know, and keep me posted cause I want to know. And I'm so glad that you found my show and I'm so glad that you called in and, uh, I'll let you know when I'm going to air it because I got to tell you what's going to happen is when you hear your story too outside of yourself, it'll be even more interesting and you'll get more out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, people have said like, I don't know why like my therapist doesn't tape our conversations because when you hear yourself talk about your situation from the third person, it's a very different experience and you'll see what I mean when I air this. Okay. So I will keep you posted when it airs. Thank you so much for calling in and good luck with everything. We were kind of all over the place, but like, I think I got everything in. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.